Signal 50 podcast, where we talk about the R truth about today's current events. Welcome back to the Signal 50 podcast. Glad to see you back with us again. We've had to take a little bit of a break. I'm Alpha Sierra 288, and my co-host, the infamous Bravo Golf 592. Bravo, how the hell are you, sir? I am back. It is so good to hear your voice, and it's so good to be back on the air with everyone. We are so appreciative for the people that hung with us, and believe it or not, we didn't lose a lot of Rumble subscriptions, right? even though we haven't put out a lot of content, and the podcast, people are still listening to it. So to me, uh, that means the world, and I want to thank everyone who has taken the time to listen to us talk about our private conversations we used to have. And then came up with the idea, hey, you know what? We should record this and get it out there and let other people share with what we're talking about. Help educate us while we educate them, too. It's a two-way street. Well, Bravo and I have always participated in a two-way learning street. We have these conversations, and sometimes we come to some conclusions because I'm of the philosophy. I'm I'm okay by myself, but I think better in a group, right? Mm -hmm. And we bounce reasonable ideas off of one another and formulate opinions based upon fact. And and we work through some topics and we work through when we think. And, you know, not everybody can be Jordan Peterson and just snap it off to the top of their head because nobody's really that smart except for (laughs) Jordan Peterson. That's right. So, and he's my idol. So in case anybody's wondering, it's been uh, about seven months since we've put out a podcast. So welcome back again. It was uh, sometime in June where we had to take a hiatus. We'll leave that alone for now. Uh, Bravo. Glad to have you back. I'm glad to be back in the chair. It is sometime in the latter part of January right now, and you'll probably be able to guess the date from some of the topics that we're going to talk about. Uh, Generally speaking, everybody out there, thanks again for joining us. We're going to be switching over to Getter. We're going to have a Signal 50 podcast page on Getter. Uh, I can be reached on Getter at Alpha Sierra 288, and Bravo Golf can be at Bravo Golf 592 on Getter. Uh, We're going to have a locals account. We're going to stay on Rumble. YouTube is absolute trash in history, right? Yep. Say goodbye. Say goodbye. Not. Yep. The, the tech overlords can can Kishmir and Tuchus, and we are we are getting away from those evil people at at uh, YouTube. Uh, they're absolutely useless. It's a great way to put out content. They have the best product, but they're horrible people. And Rumble's uh, picking up a close second. Now, That's just as everyone's out there, you may be on, you know, wondering where the Twitter account is for us or Facebook. Those are also verboten, in our opinion. We don't deal with them because we gave them content and then they squashed it and wasn't very nice of them. So we said, nope, no more of you either. Well, let's let's just say the whole cancel culture thing is real. We'll leave mm. it alone. And the tech giants are most certainly throttling, censoring any opinion that uh that might not be democratic mm. or democrats or liberal or progressive or etc in other but words anyhow. if you don't follow their mantra you're off and that's right. not how we do things here in the signal 50 podcast nope. we're so. going to talk about the topics we want to talk about how we want to talk about them we'll try to keep it as clean as possible uh but we are done going to deliver you some hard truth here so anyhow we're uh we're a couple of years deep into a pandemic right uh, four, uh four, four, 15 days is uh slow the spread yeah, how's that working out for everybody? <laughs> I'm still waiting. <laughs> I'm on booster 592. Uh, yeah, it's yeah. Uh, it's interesting to hear how uh, it seems the narrative is starting to change, yeah. reluctantly and not 
according to the people that are in control, but the people right. that are the actual uh, people are affected by that policy right. are the right. ones that are being uh, boisterous and saying, what are we doing this for? And there's a couple of questions that we always ask each other. Why? Well, well, hold on, hold on one second. Let me let me throw a Bravo. Everybody yeah. out there, let me throw a Bravo. A little curveball we didn't talk about before the program, but this is like, this is two old friends just having a conversation where you get to listen in. Okay, so we do this from time to time, anyways, on the phone, and we've done this for our entire lives since we've known mm -hmm. each other since like middle school ish. Yep. Yep. So we cleared away all kinds of uh, lunch tables. Oh, yeah. uh, we sure talked about this we stuff. Sure so, you know, it's really interesting you said that, Bravo, because let me tell you something. I, I'm sure maybe it's not being covered properly in the U.S. media, uh, but there's a little something happening in Canada right now. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yes. And it's a revolution. Yes. Uh, a very peaceful. peaceful a Canadian peaceful. revolution where they're going to be very polite and they're just going to jam up all the traffic. Yep. Every trucker from... British Columbia to Quebec. They're on the 401, 405, and 403. They're going to jam it up. They are going to Quebec. I think there's like 20,000 tractors uh, heading there now, uh, several thousand from the United States to protest vaccine mandates in the trucking industry. Mm. So uh, the people are starting to rise up and realize that this is all uh, just, it's insanity. Um I'm, I'm not anti-vax. We are not anti-vaccine. Okay. Right. We are anti-mandate. All right. Your body, your choice. Oh, wait, wait a minute. You've, you've co-opted that. Yes. Actually. Yes. <laughs> well, I'm borrowing this. Yes. Uh, because, well, it makes sense. You know, it, it makes sense. Right. So you've got, even the, even the Canadians have had enough. Uh, you've got a governor down in Virginia who's raising all sorts of hell with these people for fun and sport right now. Uh, good for him, Governor Yunkin. He's uh, it, it's insane. Uh, he's revoking mask mandates and saying, hey, it's your personal choice. Now he's being sued because mm. school districts don't want to give these kids choice. And there are parents that actually believe that these masks are going to make a difference. So let me ask you a quick question. Uh, they, they're suing and they have to go to court and they have to say why masks work. Now, if we go to our friend uh, that our inspiration, Dan Bongino, he has a uh, interesting uh, thought about these things. Uh, it's like the hardball approach. It was a the movie, money, I the, guess. The, the right? money ball, the money ball theory. Money ball th theory, right? So if right. Uh, mass works so well, why don't mass work so well? Hmm. Because they don't. And it's interesting. If they're going to go to court, they have to bring a whole bunch of experts and they have to bring a whole bunch of evidence. And the evidence they're going to find is lacking. Now, just as a, as a side note, if you go to New York State, one of the judges at the lower federal levels threw out the mask mandate. Now, one of the things I find is extremely disturbing and upsetting is, well, if the judge said so, right, Alpha? We were told if the judge says something, you follow it, correct? All the schools are not following the, the ruling from the judge. They're saying, well, we're going to appeal it, so we're not going to pay attention to it. And this is what the schools are saying. So... There seems to be a disconnect between what reality is and what someone wants it to be. I'm not sure if I'm explaining that right, but it just doesn't compute. It doesn't equal. The balance is not equal on both sides of the scale. That's the way I kind of see it there. Well, the last time I checked, now correct me when I'm wrong, 
Um, mm-hmm. Not a lawyer. Uh, stayed at a Holiday Inn Express a lot of times. <laughs> when a judge uh, throws an injunction against something uh, and says something, uh, you you might want to stop doing mm. what you're doing. But they're not. Uh, it's not, not in Virginia, New York, all these states where they say, right. you know what, we've been doing it this way. We're going to do it anyway. Uh, that's a um, that's very disconcerting to me. I wonder if that's contempt of court. I would hope. Again, I don't know that I, we're not lawyers. Nope. Anyone's out there can tell us, let us know on our getter feeds or um, email us. Well, I, I would, I would have to think that at least that would open up uh, everybody to, uh, you know, a little bit of liability uh, in one way or another. Um, you know, when the judge says don't do something and you do it or, or whatever, I, I, I would have to say that you are in direct violation of the court. And I would assume that you have a little bit of liability on your on, on your hands. So just as a clarification for everyone out there, and, and when the court says, you know, mandates, you can't mandate masks. Doesn't mean you don't. What happens if you want to send your child with a mask? They can wear it. Is Absolutely. that my understanding? That's exactly right. So the problem I'm having with all of this is you want to send your kid with a mask, two masks, 10 masks. Okay. I mean, again, I'm, I'm trying to find the, the, the data-driven decision to do this, but okay. But when the school decides to mandate these types of actions, these types of, you must wear a mask to come in the building. That's where I say, uh, okay, my freedoms are being stompled on. No, thanks. But you want to wear a mask? Have at it. Don't care. You know, freedom of choice is a big thing in this country, right? right? Everybody, my body, my choice, right? But mm-hmm. apparently that only works on a one-way street. It can't be, it can't be that way. You, you either, you can, you can't have it any way you want, whenever you want it. When a judge says, if somebody wants to come to school wearing a mask, it's totally good. It's cool. When a judge says, if you want to wear a mask, you can wear a mask, but you can't force people to do it. Correct. And the teachers are having a fit, right? And just as a, I mean, I don't want to go down the rabbit hole, but why are they having a fit? They can't wear a mask. Is it a, is it a control method? For their students to keep them in line so that, again, I'm, I'm asking questions. I'm not, I'm not criticizing. I'm just asking the question, why are they, they well, so hung up on doing this and going well, against man, you know, court orders that say you can't mandate this to happen. Well, over the last two years, I've seen the precipitous erosion of civil liberties, uh, all for the sake of perceived safety. And you can have liberty or you can have security, but you can't have both. Mm-hmm. Okay. There's nothing saying you're going to be safe from uh, COVID-19. Your vaccination doesn't mean you're going to be safe from either Delta or, or whatever variant there is out there, uh, because it turns out that these vaccines might not be working. We're going to get into that in a little bit. They might not be working as planned for as long as they had planned. Um, and some aren't really working at all. And some of the, and, and you're not being protected against Omicron. I'm going to, we're going to keep it quick and short and tight. Let's just say I did everything they asked. I wore the mask in public. I washed my hands. I did all the things I've got my vaccinations because reasons, because I had to, I'm mm-hmm. not anti-vax. I'm anti-mandate. Okay. I still got sick. Hmm. Kind of goes against the definition of an immunization, right? Ah, you would think. You would think. Prevent disease, prevent disease, prevent spread, right? 
yeah. prevent you from getting it. Didn't work that way. Nope. Not at and all. what ends up happening is you get this, you got, you got the vaccine, you got sick, you got better, but why did you have to take the vaccine if it wasn't going to prevent the illness? Asking why again. Right. And why are we continuing to do the same things? Okay, so we've said enough of that. Mm -hmm. uh, enough of the opener. Now we're going to get into some content for you. Bravo's got mm -hmm. some stuff that he wants to share. So um, yes, I you know it's been a long time. Uh, yes, haven't been able to uh, uh, talk with my best friend here and share it with all of you. Uh, but you know, hey, you know we're back, and it uh, gives me a chance to um, do some uh, some di diving into deep type thoughts that I may have, and and share it with all of you so um i discovered substack and substack's a place where you can put up writings and you can do um different types of things um you can put up papers you can put up essays you can do what you're thinking i tend you know i'm i tend to do more of a evidence-based uh write-ups and present the data and then uh, see where the data kind of goes and ask other people to participate in terms of where the data possibly suggests. However, um, you try to do that in some of the, the big journals like uh, JAMA or any of the other types of journals or any of the major articles, they're not getting out there. And that to me is one of the most upsetting and frustrating things is if you don't follow the the perceived correct narrative you're not allowed to speak you want you're to sit down put your mask on take your vaccine and shush and to me that's just too much but well hold on hold on one second you know uh science that can't be argued with isn't science it's opinion mm. and we're talking about the scientific method that's all that's all i'm kind of that's the way I went through school. It's kind of the what I look at. Alpha, you do the same thing. What does the data suggest? Is that something that can make it better or worse? What are the what are the what are the positives about that certain uh, theory? You know, theory or hypothesis? The big big scientific word. Everyone, sorry. Right. Um, is this something that is worth the risk or not worth the risk? And if it's not worth the risk, why? Or if it's worth the risk, why? So again. A lot of a lot of just ideas out there. So, I, you know, I find that Substack you can put it out there. If you want to read it, people read it. If you don't want to read it, don't read it. <laughs> I think that's the way it should be. They talk. They put a lot of emphasis on peer-reviewed um, studies, uh, and there's all kinds of levels of peer-reviewed studies. With, you know, you may have heard this in the news. Everyone they talk about uh, double-blinded peer-reviewed studies well that's just a fancy word of saying the one group doesn't know what the other group has and the investigators that are running it don't know what they have and they they get the data it's supposed to be objective and that's all statistics are are supposed to be measures that take my opinion out of it okay so with that being said if i wanted to publish this article i couldn't do it so substack is a nice place there's all kinds of writers there um some very famous ones some not some famous ones. There's a lot of learning to go on, but I wrote a, a Substack article and I put the link in the bottom. Uh, it's also you can get a link on my uh, Getter and Parler and Telegram accounts. But basically, what I'm looking to talk about is it is the duty of the tenth man to disagree. 
Now, if anyone <laughs> has heard of the 10th man, we kind of alluded to this. Uh, even Don, Dan Bongino alluded to this during one of his shows, but it kind of made me think as I was watching um, a movie with Brad Pitt called War, World War Z and the zombie apocalypse, right? Yes. Which you turned into zombies because of a virus, everyone. That's kind of the, the idea here. Um, you have a council of 10 men and um, they all get around a table and the opinion is, you know, the, the you know, majority rules right alpha. So they all get together and they all say, okay, this is, it's, 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 it's a council of nine with one dude sitting over in the corner, uh, uh, uh playing with his phone. Right? <laughs> and that 10th person, that 10th man is to completely prepare for the improbable. And that dates back to, and there's some, there's a lot of books out there about the 10th man. There's some movies about the 10th man in world war Z. They talked about how this, this person of the, on the council had the mindset to say, yes, the zombie apocalypse will happen. This is how we prepare for it. And they prepared for it. And they actually were successful until someone was making a lot of noise and the zombies came across the wall and that was the end of it. But anyway, well, well, well okay. So how it really goes is <laughs> somebody said zombies. So we built a wall, right? Okay. So the 10th man's like, yeah, we need to build a wall. Mm -hmm. Well, you're crazy. Okay. I'm the 10th man. Do what I tell you. And it worked out. Okay. So the moral of the story here that Bravo's trying to get to is it's your duty as an American, as, as somebody to be skeptical, right? Yep. Always take the 10th man approach. Like everybody in a room agrees. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. Harumph, harumph, harumph. Mm -hmm. You know, you sit there and you say, well, wait a minute. Not that I believe in conspiracy theories, but isn't this a possibility? Well, you know, it's a very remote possibility. Take the worst possible scenario you can ever imagine and think your way around it. Mm. Use your brain, use your independent thought, and don't go along with the crowd. Be the tenth man. Correct. Now, just as a as a, where where is this also historically seen? Well, Noah in in Genesis, they talk about Noah and the and the flood. And he was, and God came to him and said, Hey, you need to build a, an ark. And actually they go through a lot of the detail in the in Genesis there about how long it's supposed to be, how many cubics of Rubik, you know, I can't remember the, it, there's so long by so high by this much. And you have to go out and collect two of everything. And Noah went out and did it, was ridiculed, was made fun of, was told that he's basically nuts. Um, and then all of a sudden it started raining for 40 days and 40 nights and the floods came and wiped everyone away except Noah and the two of every animal known to on earth. So very similar, <laughs> very similar to that 10th man concept. So there's history, there's evidence to show that this is an idea. Yes. Um, so let's come back to COVID. So when I, in my article, I talked about how, why things we're not asking why things aren't working. Why are we still continuing down certain things when, Events are happening all over the all over the earth. Demonstrations are occurring. You have mentioned you mentioned that Alpha the trucks and the convoys going to Ottawa, and they're not happy about being told they have to take a vaccine that maybe protects, maybe doesn't. But I can tell you that they're upset because Pfizer, who is one of the manufacturers of the vaccine, the RNA vaccine is not being very nice and sharing their data from the study that they uh, did 
to prove that it was effective. They want to hide it for 75 years right. and not let it out. Now, a judge says, eh, you need to let it all out but in six months, 55,000 pages. Yes, a month. Uh, a month. And there's millions, I guess. And they yeah. still are fighting it, Alpha. They're still fighting it. Now, to me, well, wait a minute, saying, wait a why are they on. fighting it? I don't Just believe that they want to know. On. let us know what's going on. Personally. Hold on, hold on. So the CEO mm. of Pfizer's like, well, you know, one vaccine might do it. The second one might do it. The third one might do it. We don't know. Maybe not. You know, he came out and said it. Mm -hmm. It's not working. And they know it's not working. So why? You have to ask the question, why? What is this? Mm -hmm. I don't know. I have thoughts. Mm-hmm. The evidence would suggest that everything that they've tried, because they didn't have a long enough trial period and they didn't have enough studies or the science was flawed that was used, mm -hmm. they have found that these vaccinations using RNA-based technologies aren't exactly working like they planned over mm. a longer term. The evidence would suggest that that's an accurate statement because people that are double, triple vaxxed are still getting sick, right? Even the quadruple vaxxed out in Israel are really getting sick. They are getting very, very sick. And mm -hmm. it seems the evidence would suggest that this latest variant of Omicron is hitting people that are double and triple vaxxed harder than people that have no vaccination coverage whatsoever. And... Hmm. As viruses mature, we talked about this in our season one shows that uh, the body has a great immune system. Yes. It remembers. Um, yes, it but also viruses are not dumb either. They need to survive. And they figure out holes in this vaccine, sh you know, if you want to call it that. But the, they find holes in the way to get around it to cause infection. So, and we were told... You get your shots. This is back in January 2020, uh, 21, excuse me. You get your shots and you take off your mask and we're going back to normal. For some reason, we never got back to normal and we still right. need more shots. Right. So to me, there's a lot of, there's a lot of uh, question as to why we have to continue to wait as they continue to move the goalposts further and further back. Well, I'll, 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 let's, let's even talk about, let's go one further. So this, this is going to, uh, it's, it's a real mind bender, right? Mm -hmm. When you've got an entire world twisted up with this stuff. And, and as of late in the past, I would say week, all of the countries that had some of the hardest lockdowns and all of the hardest restrictions and all this other stuff, they just threw their hands up in the air, like the, the UK as a whole, Scotland, Ireland, England. They threw up their hands and they said, uh, we're done. Is that something? They just all of, all of a sudden overnight? We're done. We're done. Uh, France, done. Um, France, really? I thought yeah. they were still uh, doubling, no. tripling, quadrupling down. I don't. Uh, no, 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 not, not. Well, France, they're, they're loosening up. Uh, okay. A bunch of different, a bunch of countries uh, around the world have just decided a virus is going to virus and a virus is going to do what a virus is going to do. We can't stay shut down anymore. It's doing too much damage economically and socially to the country. Yet I live in a place where they're still talking about passing a vaccine passport. Okay. 
Didn't they try this in Europe and didn't work? <laughs> right. They tried it in Europe. It didn't work. They, they're doing it in New York City. They're having disastrous results with it. They have some of the highest occurrences of COVID uh, infection in, in New York City. Now, the funny thing about this latest round of COVID is, yes, there are people winding up in the hospital. Yes, people get sick from it. There is no doubt about it. It is a, it's a nasty flu. All right. It's very nasty. And people that are susceptible to dying from the flu mm -hmm. are going to die from the flu. Now, when you talk about susceptibility, you're talking about multiple comorbidities. When they talk or, about that, they mean diabetes, heart disease, heart, hypertension, yep. vascular yep. issues. You know, your blood's too thick. It likes to clot too much. Um, there's a whole bunch of um, uh, consequences that occur because of the way your immune system is either ready to go or not ready to go. Right. Um, which then asks another question, Alpha. I just want to bring this up really quick and kind of pivot towards why are young people just dropping dead all of a sudden? Or yes. and, and again, I'm asking the question why. And and they had a case where um, uh, they have healthy athletes at the top of their games. Soccer players, soccer mainly, players, football mainly. players, football yes. NFL football players have dropped dead. Because of this, um, well, 33, uh, the, the, the Denver Broncos, uh, um, uh, football player, number 33. I don't remember his name off the top of my head, but he, he dropped dead, um, uh, after he received the vaccine. Although again, you talk about data and manipulation again, we're not, we're not trying to, to go down the conspiracy, uh, trail. We're just presenting facts that have occurred. Well, I think you have to start asking questions because, you know, mm -hmm. uh, Correlation does not necessarily equal causation. Okay. Correct. You have to start asking questions. Why, why are these people dropping dead? You have athletes like professional soccer players. These guys just run and run and run and run. Over 110 professional soccer players have absolutely just dropped stone dead over the last year. Yep. Massive coronaries caused by clots that would not allow oxygen to get to the to the heart and the heart muscle died. That's and these that's are the these definition are, of heart attack. These are tier one athletes. Yep. Any weakness in their cardiovascular system would have been discovered long ago because these guys run for a living. They run for an hour and 15 minutes playing a soccer game at top speed all over a field that's significantly bigger than a football field, right? Mm -hmm. So I don't know. You tell me. Is it coincidence? Do you believe in coincidences? I don't know. I don't. But <laughs> it is what it is, right? Yeah. So, you know, we've gone we've gone two years, you know, 15 days to flatten the curve, right? And now we're we're in year two. Mask me harder, daddy is is happening. Vaccine passports are happening. And in, in another episode, we're gonna talk about some other stuff that happened, some documents that might have been released that lead one to believe that there's some problems here mm -hmm. uh you have to stay tuned and listen to the next episodes as we release them to to get that information but let me ask a question why are why why don't we have any treatments well that's why? a very good just, question just, just why i mean yeah. you know you've got you've got two years of data you have two years of people being treated with with things and you've got you know the let's just talk about monoclonal antibodies right mm -hmm. Monoclonal antibodies have been shown to be very effective in treating 
COVID-19, right? Right. Uh, generally speaking, people get sick, they get the Delta. The people that get really sick get Delta, right? Mm-hmm. Or even the Alpha variant when it was first out. You know, the, mm-hmm. the monoclonals cover those very, very well. Now, we're being told by our overlords, uh, the bureaucrats in charge, and they're not even very good bureaucrats, that you need to be vaxxed and masked and you need to go get your booster. And the FDA just recently, like as in yesterday, pulled the end use authorization for certain monoclonal antibodies. And the reasoning was, well, they don't treat Omicron. Okay. Why are we being told to get vaxxed and boosted, especially boosted now? Because the vast majority of the population in this country that are going to get boosted have been uh, have been boosted, right? So why are we being told to go get a booster shot that does nothing against the Omicron variant? Nothing. Zero. It's been proven. Zero. Not effective at all in stopping the Omicron variant. But yet... They stopped the monoclonal antibody treatments in, in mainly red states mm-hmm. because it's not effective against treating Omicron. Oh, and one other one other caveat to this that really um, needs to be mentioned, that the monoclonal antibodies in, in other states led by certain uh, uh, leaders that are on the other side of the color spectrum, like blue, um, decided that if you're not if you're white you can't have the monoclonal antibodies because yes. of health disparities which to me inequity is inequity it's health justice no disparities no they say they have no access yeah. to health they get it first because they're black because they're hispanic and the white if you're white you can't have it just that like has been happening just like telling a black person they don't know how to get an id it's like, that's are right you are you serious i'm yep yeah. it is very 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 upsetting uh when i see that yeah, it's really, uh, that's just shameful and disgusting. Um, mm-hmm. Last I knew, it was illegal in this country to discriminate against somebody because of race. Right. But if you extrapolate that out towards if you're not vaccinated, you can't go into a restaurant. That's what they're doing in New York City, everyone. This is. Well, this that's is... what they're doing in a lot of places. They're doing it in Washington, D.C. as well. Yep. So when I ask, again, asking the question, why are we doing this? over something that we've already kind of talked about that really is not showing great promise to be doing anything. We, we come back to this monoclonal antibodies. There's other, um, uh, medicines that could be, that could be used possibly to help prevent the symptoms from even getting worse. Now, where do we get this from? I mean, we look, look at this past week. Uh, there was two big events. There was, uh, the rally to stop the mandate rally that occurred in Washington, D.C. If you look at the mainstream media, they'll report a thousand people showed up. No, no, no. Thirty five thousand people showed up. Yes. To this plus. OK. Peaceful. And the, F- and, and the FBI was there, too. Oh, yeah. Maybe well, there's peaceful. In their khaki pants and red shirts and with their pants. Yeah. That, that's another story. Those American patriots, whatever they're yeah, calling we'll, themselves. We'll get to that in another episode. Red flag. Uh, anyway, um, <laughs> when you flag. talk about. You know, and the people that are getting up there to speak, these are frontline physicians, nurses, PAs, people that are trying to treat this. And they, they describe in, in very succinct details and data driven uh, discussions 
how the vaccines are not working, that the mandate should be stopped, that there are medicines available, and there's a lot of um, physicians that ask the same question we're asking right now about why. Why are we not doing this? They actually did it, and thousands of people, thousands, each of these physicians, 6,000 here, 2,000 over there, a couple of thousand over here, they have patients that are saying, thank you, you saved my life. In these, in these things. And then the next day, after this big rally happens, Senator Ron Johnson brings together the thought leaders, that's what they are, physicians, scientists, that have practical experience, that are asking the same question as why, okay, and bring together all of them in the same room. And because they're in the Senate, their protected speech. Now, why do they have to be in the Senate? Because if they are at their hospitals, many of them are being um, investigated by state licensing boards that allow physicians, PAs, nurses to practice medicine. And if they take that license away, they can't practice anymore. And th this, this is a this is a very disturbing thing that's happening you can't come out and say well let's try this and see if this works um this type of medicine you know you heard president trump say it he talked about hydro hydroxychloroquine all of a sudden they come out with studies it doesn't work it kills people and when you look at that study it wasn't even designed well, properly so well, look, look 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 that's what they were saying at these 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 hearings so again there's questions being asked and no one's really listening. So well, nobody's answering the questions. Okay, no, everything that, yeah. is just you know, just sit down, shut up, whatever, move along. And I really don't want. I don't think we should uh, go down this road too much further for mm -hmm. no reasons. But listen, let's just say that in this country, in the past couple of years, the decline of civil discourse and the scientific process and discussion uh, have have deteriorated, and it's mm -hmm. turned into it's turned into a very authoritarian state where everybody's under the threat of losing everything they've worked for, uh, for suggesting something. Now mm -hmm. I'm going to leave it alone after this. And I'm a lay person as far as anybody's concerned. Okay. Uh, let me, let me just say that I'm pretty sure that the vast population of this world, I mean, and I mean world takes hydroxychloroquine on a, on a regular basis. Mm-hmm. And show me the dead people. You can't. Exactly. There aren't. There aren't. Okay. Right. And there's other countries out there that have done things with other medications. Other, other drugs. That's right. You know, that clearly have made a difference and they are not having the issues that we're having. Japan, right. India, just saying. Indonesia, moving on. Right. Anyhow, there's there's some voices out there that need to be listened to about some alternatives, and we're just going to kind of leave it there uh, that that seem to be effective. And and what what really bothers me is the power that people really do wield over somebody else's life, safety, and future, uh, all for having a dissenting opinion or being that tenth man. Mm -hmm. We've gone from a like our generation, we're 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 70s kids, 80s kids, right? We're 70s kids, born mm -hmm. in, you know, we're old, right? <laughs> it's we're a old. mindset. Right. You, know? you look at these kids, you know, that 
do what we used to do and you go, Oh my God, you're like a child. And it's like, mm-hmm. Oh, I was that kid, you know, 27 years ago. And, and it, uh, our, our playground equipment had rusty bolts and splintery wood and concrete underneath it. And the slides were made out of polished metal that you would right. burn your ass on in the summertime. <laughs> I remember that. And, and it's like, you know, like I died three times when I was a kid and I was just told to walk it off and I'm fine. Right. Yep. And we, we grew up under the threat of global thermonuclear war. Mm-hmm. We did. It's like duck and cover. Then that movie, you know, the day after came out. Oh, that scared me half to death. Yeah, everybody got scared half to death. We all lived underneath those threats. We are the skeptics because you can't scare us anymore. Mm-hmm. And I think that that's it. And And I think that's part of the key. There's a, a loss of skepticism in this country that really bothers me. Everybody just goes along with the crowd because they're always afraid. And, and I get the power that, that the, 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 the woke have. I get mm. it, right? This whole cancel thing is no joke. No. They can really ruin your, ruin your life, and they can do it in a heartbeat, right? I guess the trick is just don't let them do it, right? Mm-hmm. Just keep moving forward. Our generation, when we grew up, we're the skeptics. We are, we are the tenth man generation. Yep. And it really hurts me deeply to see what's going on in this country and in this world, where people just let their freedoms get taken away for the greater good. There is no greater good. If yeah, you- except in a communist country. That's where they're well, they're getting this from. Marxism well, uh, and yeah, communism yeah. are that is the that is the yes that is the mantra for the greater good. And let me ask a question: When has that ever worked? Hasn't never. Right. I'm not getting a vaccine to protect you. I'm getting a vaccine to protect me. Think about that for a minute. When you get vaccinated, you're not getting a vaccinated vaccine to protect anybody else, especially this one. It doesn't stop mm-hmm. anything. You know, I'm not getting a vaccine to protect you. It's up to you to protect you. Okay. Mm-hmm. You want to wear a mask, go wear a mask. And one other thing, Alpha, just, you know, like what would happen if there was a medication that you're taking that causes hives, you to stop breathing and need an epi shot because you're having a huge reaction to it? What would happen? You wouldn't get that medication, correct? I mean, if you're allergic to penicillin, for instance, and a provider gives you penicillin, they go to, they, you know, they lose their license because they're being incompetent. Okay. Uh, right. if, if, and there are, there are documented stories. People are losing their jobs because they're not getting this vaccine. They've been recommended uh, for medical reasons. And again, no one has a right to know what my medical problems are, your medical problems. No one. We're supposed to be protected, right? But why well, are we any, asking about vaccine more, status? I, well, right? HIPAA, HIPAA has gone completely out the window. Right. And, so people that say I can't take the vaccine and or they're losing no, their they, job. They say and, I shouldn't because my physician says so and so and so and so. It has become impossible to get a medical exemption from from taking something that could possibly harm you because the bureaucrats said you have to take it. That's right. And have, those physicians have, who know self determination. Uh, what's that? You don't have any self determination anymore. And your doctor, you know knows less than the former clerk at the Publix who's jamming a needle in your arm. Right. No, but one other, one other point is very important. 
there are physicians that come up with this idea that you shouldn't, you know, for whatever reason, again, I, you know, what do I know? So they, the person comes back and says, I need you to sign this exemption so that I don't have to take this. Now at this hearing that Senator Ron Johnson held a bioethicist, someone that studies the moral and the uh, practice, ethical practice of medicine testified during that, that hearing that a person went back to their physician to get that sign off saying that I can't have this. And the physician wouldn't do it because California's medical board might take their license away. Now, does that sound like coercion to me? I don't know. You decide. That's uh, to me that that fits the, the, the absolute definition of coercion. Um, It's really, it's really become quite the spectacle, hasn't it? It has. And it's, it's it's causing people, it's causing divide amongst families. It's causing divides amongst friends. It's causing divides amongst people who are trying to get a job or not wanting to get a job or, you know, wanting to provide healthcare and they're walking away from careers because they, they, you know, what do they, what do they want to bang their head against the wall anymore? Again, all these things are just observations that we see all over. And if we decide to pay attention to these instances and these bits of data and put it all together and ask the question, why? And I will say, this is a possibility and a strong possibility that's supported by all these little data points. Oh yeah. There's, there's a whole lot of evidence to suggest that we have completely collectively as a people lost our fricking minds. Because a few people decided for us instead of you deciding alpha or myself deciding for my family and deciding for your family. It just, that's, that's where this thinking of the 10th man we need to start thinking like the 10th man. That's right. Absolutely. You need to be skeptical of everything, especially when you hear conflicting stories. You need to just say, whoa, 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 stop. <laughs> like, like again, this whole thing with the government suspending the end use, uh, the emergency use authorization for monoclonals because it doesn't work against Omicron was specifically the reason that they cited. Yet they are still pushing vaccinations and boosters that are not effective against Omicron and they're mandating that is absolutely insane when those monoclonal antibodies save lives. Mm-hmm. I'm, Again. Here to, I'm here to tell you getting, uh, getting COVID-19, not a joke. And I'm going to leave it alone. Not a joke. I I'm telling you it is really nasty virus for it's worse for some than others. And it can kill you if you are susceptible for, for a lot of different reasons. Mm-hmm. But still, the numbers don't support the extremes that we have gone through in this country and withholding a valid treatment because a bureaucrat says so is a very, very scary prospect. And taking your health care decisions out of your hands and out of the hands of a doctor who knows you, knows your conditions, knows your body, is a very slippery slope that I'm afraid, folks, that we have gone down. We already started slipping and sliding down. Our freedoms are being eroded at a breakneck pace. And I am taking my hat off to those truckers in Canada who have decided that they've had enough 
They're not going to stand for this anymore. And nothing in Canada is going to move until they say so. Full stop. <laughs> there are 20 or 30 or 40,000 trucks heading to Ottawa. Mm-hmm. They're just going to park them on the highway. Ottawa is done. You better have gone to the grocery store to get your bread and milk, bread and milk a couple of weeks ago, a week ago in Canada, because you ain't getting it. Well, it also affects us too. Anyone been to the store lately? See how the shelves are empty? I just want everyone to know, prepare, prepare. Go to the grocery store. Right. Stock up on toilet paper. (laughs) (laughs) Hey, if, if this COVID thing has taught me one thing and, 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 and one thing only, all right. Never let yourself run short of toilet paper. That's right. Just saying. It's very important. Well, I think that we said enough about that, sir. We did. You know, uh, again, everybody, thanks a lot for coming back to join us. It's our little rant about what's going on here. Um, anything else you want to talk about, uh, Bravo? Uh, I don't know if you, um, you know, we, we, we wanted to take a moment and, uh, Pay tribute to the firefighters in Baltimore uh, that <sighs> perished and during a during a blaze, I believe. Um, well, I, I can I, I can kind of fill everybody in on the sure details here. The other morning, um, I was up early, and uh, I think a lot of people out there in the world have got the scanner radio app on their phone, right? Yep. And it alerts when a certain jurisdiction has got, I've, I've got mine set at a rather low bar so I can keep up with. Uh, uh, a rather low bar for an alert, right? Um, mm-hmm. So I, 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 I keep tabs on things, you know, and, you know, uh, our background is we're, we're both Bravo and I were both uh involved with fire service okay we can mm-hmm. just we can just say that so it this is near and dear to us um so i was up and i got the alert and uh i turned on the scanner radio it was very early in the morning it was about uh, six o'clock in the morning mm-hmm. uh three baltimore city firefighters were killed uh, in a blaze in a, a vacant row house in Baltimore. I, I don't know if anybody's ever seen the movie, the, the television series, the wire, right? Mm-hmm. The row houses in Baltimore are that they have 15,000 vacant row houses in Baltimore. Okay. And it, it's just a bad situation. Baltimore went through a very, very serious financial decline. The crime rates bad. I mean, it's an old city and, and row houses were a very popular thing. Baltimore has been around forever and ever. So Monday morning, Baltimore City Fire Department was dispatched to an unoccupied row house fire um, on Stricker Street, 205 South Stricker Street. And it was a, a row house that previously had a fire. These are vacant. It's been vacant. The property's been up for tax auction for years. That's kind of the backstory. Mm-hmm. So these fires don't set themselves, people. Okay. Mm. It was cold as hell in Baltimore on Monday morning. So probably more, most probably there were homeless people camped out in there and they built a fire to stay warm and it got out of control and the place went off. Baltimore city fire department shows up and they made entry to 
fight the fire and Lieutenant Paul Bertram, Buttram, firefighter paramedic Kelsey Sadler, firefighter paramedic Kenny Lacayo made entry with another firefighter who was injured. And that is firefighter John McMaster. And uh, John McMaster was able to be extricated from the pancake-style collapse of the roof, mm. the third floor floor, the second floor floor. So they had three floors on top of them, and they wound up in the basement of the row house. Uh, underneath all of that debris, firefighter mm. John McMaster, as of Monday, was still on life support. Um, but I heard the Mayday calls go out over the radio. Mm. And from previous experience, uh, having been caught in a structural collapse, uh, young in my career, uh, where a roof of a deta- uh, attached carport pancaked on top of me, mm. you know, you can only imagine how I felt. And I knew things had gone very, very wrong, uh, very, very quickly. Mm. Our worst fears were confirmed. Special Operations Rescue Team was there for many, many hours recovering our three lost brothers and our sister, our two lost brothers and our sister. Um, It's a real shame and a real tragedy. I'm not going to get into the politics of it or, or what I think. Now is not the time for that. It'll be time later on to have a discussion about that. Let's Mm -hmm. put them in the ground and honor their lives and their sacrifice first. Uh, But to them, we salute you and, uh, We'll take it from here. We have the watch. Uh, very, very sad. Uh, young people um, in the prime of their careers killed. So everybody, would, if, you, if you're a praying person, we ask you to pray for their families and the ones they left behind. They're in good hands with our Lord, and uh, they'll be taken care of. There's a special place in heaven for firefighters. So, Yep. Yep. So, so that's, that's I don't field. mean to end on a macabre yeah. note, but... I haven't really heard anything news-wise. We've been kind of concentrating on Ukraine, which is going to be another topic for another day. Right. But we didn't hear anything about these firefighters. And here at the Signal 50 podcast, we want to honor those who continue to protect us. So that's how we typically end the show. Well, you have to think about it. These guys work for Baltimore City. They don't make a whole lot of money. They do it because they have a passion for helping their fellow man and woman. And it does not matter race, color, creed, social status, income. It does not matter. When you need help, they come. And sometimes they don't come home. And when they don't come home, we've really lost a very, very valuable commodity. Mm -hmm. Not a commodity, a very rare element of society. Uh, my days of doing that are, are over Bravo still from time to time participates in that activity. Good for you. Um, I'm, I'm known as an exterior. (laughs) Yes. I I run the trucks. You run the trucks, but somebody has to do it. Somebody with our age and experience has to do that too. Right. There's a time and a place for running into burning buildings. And for me, brothers and sisters out there, I am past that. I am so past my (laughs) prime. I, I don't even want to engage in that activity anymore. Leave it to the young kids. 
good for them. Uh, sometimes they don't come home. That's why we take the time to honor them. And they should be honored and revered. Mm-hmm. Whenever you're in a, that's why we always end the podcast with uh, what we say. And we mean it. Um, we're going to keep our eyes out for any donations that could be made for these folks, uh, any causes that they want to be donated. You know, just all I ask is that you take a few minutes to sit and reflect. Next time you see a firefighter, a paramedic, police officer, uh, or, or a soldier, you know, thank them for their service. It's a selfless thing to do uh, for not a lot of money and a great deal of danger. Those Baltimore City firefighters, I do not know how they do it. I do not know how they do it. They do it because they want to help. They do it because they love you. Yep. For no other reason than they have love in their hearts for their fellow man. And they're brave. They're the bravest among us. Yep. So on that note, we'd like to thank you for joining us. Please feel free to look for us out on Getter. Uh, (laughs) We're going to keep the Telegram page up. Search for Signal 50 podcast on telegram and to keep in touch with us we put articles up on pod on the on telegram we put our support materials and the backup stuff that we provide some of the articles and some interesting stuff that we find around the internet and we like to find funny memes and and throw them up there too you know when Mm -hmm. you're bored you sit there and you throw stuff out there for the masses so we'd like to see if you guys would join us on telegram it's really a great service Uh, and uh on that note i'd like to thank our soldiers sailors and our airmen, Coast Guard, police, firefighters, paramedics, and our hospital staff out there that are helping us every day of the week. We'd like to uh, thank you for protecting us uh, 24-7, 365. It's really interesting out there. I'm sorry I'm a little choked up uh, thinking about those guys. I, I heard that go down live on the radio, and it's 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 pretty impactful when you've been through mm-hmm. something like that. Yep. When you hear your own mayday go out over the radio, it's, it's, it's really a bad thing. Mm-hmm. Uh, <laughs> So, yeah, PTSD is a thing, and I've got it. So there you go. Uh, Thanks for joining us, and we look forward to having you come visit with us on our next podcast. Thanks a lot for joining us. Make it a great week, okay? Take care, everyone. Thanks for sharing, Alpha. Appreciate it. Yep. Bye. Again, thanks for listening. This is the end of our Signal 50 transmission.